Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Hey guys, welcome back. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. Thursday, February 10th. Cliff, how be yes, you? Uh, doing okay, except for uh, my AirPods not working. So uh, wah, you hear a little wah, background wah, noise, wah, folks. Wah. I'm doing my best. Wah, doing wah, best. wah, wah. How do starving children in India manage when their AirPods don't work? Oh, dude, you're doing the whole like white privilege <laughs> thing on me. I that, used to call it. that was that was that was the other trope from the woke. First world problems. First I know. world. I problems. was apologizing because because the fine folks or many of the fine folks listening here pay for the privilege, and so I feel like I should do my best to. I I would agree very much. I think sound quality matters. Um, so that's the only reason, not because uh, I, I yep, feel like this I'm is a, a harsh attack on my life. <laughs> I'll be okay. Um, okay, so today's topics, we're going to start with a, a quick little update on the, the trucker protesting Canada, and then a deep dive in Trump's toilet. And I will just leave it like that. If you don't know the news yet, you will. We'll jump in in a second. Are we ever going to do a deep dive into that gold shitter? Trump's toilet. Exactly. Actually, I guess we're talking more the government shitter. toilets here than his, but uh, exactly. yeah. Um, but my quick update on the on the trucker Tucker Tucker Carlson trucker Carlson trucker Carlson protest in Canada thing. So last time Cliff and I told you how basically Tucker is between the lines trying to push a uh, a trucker protest here in the states. I assume you all know this big. Okay, I say big trucker protest, but it's not a big protest. This is sort of what I got more info today, Cliff, on this. Basically, I was watching CNN this morning because I have a physical today. So I got up like at seven and was watching my news dutifully. John. Like real people. You guys have to understand for John getting up at seven is like for most of us getting up at four. Oh, it, exactly. Yeah. I'm not even coherent. I'm having <laughs> my second coffee good. early right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So what they were explaining. So you've got the trucker protest in Canada. It is not a lot of truckers. It is actually a couple hundred trucks. That's it. And a lot of, actually, it's not even trucks. A lot of it is cars and, you know, four by fours and things like this. But it's a couple hundred. It's not several thousand. Fox News and company were claiming 50,000. It's a couple hundred, literally. Oops, turn off my little ringer here. A couple hundred. And the um, the other interesting factoid, I'm sorry, let me, so what's going on is they've shut down Ottawa, the Canadian capital. I mean, shut it down, shut down Parliament. You know, businesses can't work, beeping their horns 24 hours a day. A judge finally told them to stop it. So the horn thing's gotten a little better. Um, they've started shutting down trade between the U.S. and Canada, bridges, ports, things like that. They go back and forth. And there's a ton of auto industry trade, among others, that goes back and forth. And both sides use parts from the other. I was reading, for example, Cliff, that uh, some of the auto industry in, in Detroit, or maybe the auto industry, I should say, in Detroit, the sort of parts they need on a day-to-day basis, like all the little parts they need, they only have a one-day supply because they're always shipping them in from Canada. And it's right. part of that, you know, keeping it super efficient economically. But if you have a problem like this, then you don't have parts. You can't build cars. Anyway, they've spread now to attacking the car industry on both sides. And what Cliff and I talked about last time was Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram, both I saw Ingram clip too, are basically – Okay, in only the way they can, which is the Trump mafia way, you know, which is I didn't call for it. I just said, wouldn't it be interesting if there were truckers? I'm just asking questions and doing my own exactly. research. What if, like Carl says, was what if the truckers here did the same thing to try to stop all the anti-freedom, blah, 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 right? So they're basically pushing for the protests here. Anyway, what I found this morning was the percentage of Canadians. So because this is a big anti-vax protest, I watched these assholes this morning. I've got to be vaccinated to go into a store. 
one guy, I can't ski because I'm not vaccinated. Again, first per- first world problems. Um, I can't yeah, ski because I'm not vaccinated. Well, guess how many? Oh, and one guy said he lost his job because he wasn't vaccinated. So what percentage of the Canadian public that is eligible to be vaccinated is vaccinated, do you think? Um, I'm, I don't remember the exact number. I looked at something the day before. Ah, a few maybe days you know. Because, hold on, because it's a little bit striking to me how much better <clears throat> off they, they were than us. Yeah, it's um, better than I'm, us. <laughs> well, everybody is, but it's yeah. by how much or every at least high-income country. I'm going to go with 84%. Oh, very good. 80%. Excellent. Okay. I knew Excellent. I knew it was in the 80s from what I saw. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're like – we're bordering on places like Serbia. Google. Google what we are, although fully vaccinated gets a little complicated now because you get into that is boosted counted or not and all that kind well, of crap. If they don't count boosters, uh, last I looked, we'd finally gotten up to where we were bordering on two-thirds. I think we were at about 66% or so. Right, if you don't count boosters, right, right. right. Um, but And if you counted only one shot, which sucks, but at least isn't like yeah. – Something and it, we've gotten now to the point where we're about seventy-seven something. Right. So we're still not even. Fu- and the Canadians are eighty percent fully vaccinated Correct. for those who are eligible, right? So and, and, and like yep. literally again for to put that in context, yep. um, we the drugs were made by our companies. We had access to them almost before everybody else. The European countries got them. Most of them got them later because they had. Oh right, because this on the show because they tried to negotiate more about uh, about who had liability and, and, and we hogged them. And <laughs> that was part of the reason. And, and all these places shot passes. I wish I had that chart in front of me. Um, I could try to get it in front of me, but there's a whole number of them that are now either approaching ninety percent or have, right. or above it. Right. Basically, so, you know the easiest way to say this is John, because um, this is a good summary for people. If this entire country. With the Democratic Party, we would be like other countries. The, the number right now among yeah. Democrats, the last one I looked at was 91% or 92% of yeah. Democrats are, are. So if we were just Democrats yeah. in a much better world, that's yep. where we would be. Oh, and the Republicans, so many the, issues, the Republicans were at something like 58, I yeah. want to say, percent or maybe 60, barely. Right. So. Hey guys, it's John. Just a quick break to ask you to please consider subscribing to our podcast if you aren't already. And if you really want to be a mensch or the female version of mensch, whatever that is, maybe it's both. I don't know. Uh, Cliff would know. Maybe you could even subscribe and be a paid subscriber to our podcast, which would be totally cool. So go over to patreon.com slash unprecedented podcast. That's unprecedented with an S like president. And uh, you can subscribe for as little as five bucks a month. You could really help us out and uh, be a strong supporter of our community. Thanks so much for listening. Here's the rest of the show. So, so guess what the percentage is. Now let's talk about the truckers because these guys are all truckers don't like vaccines. They don't like vaccine mandates. We don't want, we think it's dangerous. All the bullshit you hear here. Yeah. What percentage of Canadian truckers, for example, the, it started because they were required to be vaccinated to cross the U.S. border to go back and forth, Canada, U.S. That was their big. That's the main reason. And then, of course, they branched out to we hate Trudeau. We hate vaccine mandates in this in the provinces. We hate our businesses mandating it. What percentage of Canadian truckers uh, going back and forth across the U.S. border are vaccinated? Keep in mind, these Wait, are the guys protesting among Canadian truckers. Canadian truckers who cro- who who the truckers who go back and forth across the U.S. border who are protesting, who are the ones. That's the whole point of the protest was, was oh, being oh, required. So not Canadian truckers overall among the ones specifically protesting. Yeah, the one. No, no, no. The ones who go back and forth across the border. 
is what just they, Canadian truckers in general that go back and cross. Yes, yeah, but I'm just reminding folks that this whole protest started because they were protesting against okay, I'm gonna, a I'm specific throw requirement. Out. Wait, wait, a specific requirement for truckers going across the border had to be vaccinated. That was the initial requirement that pissed everybody off. I'm going to throw out 90 percent. 85. Very good. Yeah. So even more of them than Canadians in general are vaccinated. Well, and, you know, there's one other really important point that, that people are missing. And mm. again, this is where our media is so mm. dangerous in terms of the, the sensational versus the context and all that. If you'd watch TV here in 2009, 2010, and you saw those crazy Tea Party protests oh, at yeah. town halls, you yeah. would have thought that was representative of everybody. Yeah. If you now watch the coverage, the breathless coverage given to, to people hanging out in Ohio diners, the New York Times loves to go talk oh, to right. like the right. anthropological, you know, uh, right. experiment. Um, right. and, and in all that, you would think differently. Um, no, like the, the number of people that, that approve of vaccine mandates are something like 70%. Yeah. So yeah. just so much like that, the vast majority of the Canadian public is against the truckers and in favor of Trudeau. Yeah. I don't oh, remember even, what the number was, but it was over yeah. two thirds. It was like 70% or something. Listen to this, even the trucker advocacy organization. So it's not just like, you know, somebody in bed with the government. It's It's almost like the flight attendants union where you always see that woman a uh, blonde woman, very, uh, just very good at this, but she's been on for years and she's always the one they get who comes out and is really hard on the airlines. Right. So basically the advocacy group who is, who is, you know, defending the industry even came out and said, this is bullshit. We do not support this protest. So you've got literally a couple, I'm glad you brought up that thing about the other protest and tea party. You have literally a couple hundred trucks. They've caused a lot of damage and they've shut down the Capitol. So it is news, but it's a couple but, hundred but this, trucks. Because this ties into my broader point. I talk about a lot on this show. Okay. <laughs> and I sometimes feel like I have a hard time sort of differentiating what, what, you know, if anybody gives a shit, what my mm -hmm. beliefs are on these things, which is, <clears throat> I'm not the one who rushes to sort of out front to say, rushes? Said, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like you said, rushes. I'm not the one who rushes. Uh, no, Russia? no, no. Who rushes <laughs> out yeah. there to say, you said a bad word. You should never be allowed on TV again. Kick them off, you know, out of the Marvel right. universe. I'm somebody who thinks all those things should be taken in context. And if you have a history of saying outlandish and horrible things, it needs to be rethought. There's a couple of comedians who got kicked off shows. One guy that got kicked off the show The Flash on the WB that I, I watch happily with my kids. Right. And he was an edgy comedian who, like, ten years ago, said a few things, none of which were like horrible, you know, whatever. And and he got kicked off. And so, to me, the whole you're, you know, trying to get, trying to say you can never have said anything bad, done anything bad is ridiculous. But right. where I differentiate, where I separate that out is if you are somebody who is a constant purveyor of misinformation that, that right. can that sort of affects how the public sees things, that hurts our democracy. And I think we have to make those judgments. And that to me, you know, what the, all the racist stuff Joe Rogan has said is awful. But like if you were to come now and, and, and give some heartfelt apology and whatever, I might consider it. I don't know whether I would or not. The bigger thing to me is, you know, and don't get me wrong, that stuff's awful. The anti-Semitism, the anti-woman stuff. But when he's sharing, he's bringing people on and, and giving them the, the sort of credibility of being real voices on the vaccines right. and convincing people to not do something that could end up killing them. That's my problem here. And this isn't this is not quite that, but but it's our media again. I, I mean, I'm sure there's some Canadian media involved, but nothing has that imprint of Fox News taking right. something that is a, that is a minority protest that could lead to violence. 
and right. an outbreak an outbreak of serious violence in Canada. Canada yeah. has much more strict regulations than we do around guns, but they're also not the United Kingdom or Japan or one of these countries that that has banned them pretty much. They're in that category that I wish we could get to, which are countries that realize that their people have lots of guns, but they've they've heavily regulated them. But they're out there. Right. Is my right. point, and there could be massive violence over this. Yeah, and these yeah. guys just—they yeah. they, they keep stoking it, you know, yeah. and pretending that this is some huge movement, which it isn't. Um, and you know, it, it just completely gives if people don't understand who need sort of good information what the truth is, you know, which yeah. is an angry, bordering on violence group of white working class men. Gee, where have we seen that before? Yeah, you know. Who are who? It has nothing to do with vaccines. It's probably all the same bullshit. These guys here. It's all tied up in race and masculinity. And you can't tell me what to do. Right. Like you're in, in, in that playing at recess. It's in all the stuff. What's his face brought up on our show? Uh, three names. Works in Georgia. Teacher. Jared Yates Sexton. Yeah. Yeah. The, all the toxic masculinity, but of expectations, and then they're depressed, and then they they lash out and blah blah blah. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely right. So, I mean, wow. that, that's what this is. And if it were covered that way, you know, I'm not saying it shouldn't get coverage. It's an event. It absolutely yeah. should get coverage. Yeah. But when it's given the kind of coverage where, where these guys who are, who are breaking the law are turned into heroes. Well, and, it, and it's 200, Cliff. I mean, right. again, I was blown away when I heard that sort of last night and then watching it again this morning. And I was like, we're watching 200 people shut the country down. Again, they represent 200 people. I mean, that's, and, that's and I love insane. When these, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> the only words I can think for them, so I'll just mm. say it. I love when these motherfuckers, you know, scream and cry and prattle on about tyranny. Yeah. If they were doing what they're doing right now in China, if they were doing it in Russia, if they were yeah. doing it in North Korea, if they were doing it in probably two-thirds of the countries in the Middle East and all sorts of – anybody yeah. who had technology that were either missiles or drones would have fucking blown them out of existence by now. They would be those dead. Countries, yeah. The yeah. only reason why they're still yeah. alive and they're still there is because they're in a country with due process. They're in an actual free country. country. Yes, yeah. but they're but they claim it's not, and that's just the the incredible thing to me. Right, right. Yep. No, it's it's anyway. I just it's it's it it's. I think it was twofold what bothered me, what we talked about last time, that clearly Fox News is pushing for it to happen here. Department of Homeland Security, either last night or this morning, came out and said they are concerned that it is that it is being organized here now. There are apparently some plans they've heard for them to try to shut down the Super Bowl this weekend by having all the cars come and block it off, which, frankly, I hope to God they do that, right? I mean, I mean right? in terms of PR strategy and all of that, you fucking shut down the Super Bowl? People are gonna. You're gonna lose everybody. Every yeah, yeah. blue collar guy they in the country. Careful. They better be careful what country they're fucking with because if they yeah. want to lose, they want to lose support of a lot of the types of guys who they're trying to get their support yeah. from. Yeah, cancel our Super Bowl, man. I'm telling you. Seriously, I live in Cincinnati. Cincinnati right now has, has the Bengals there for the first time in 30 years, man. Oh. You shut you shut that thing down. You're yeah. gonna have a lot of work. You're gonna have anybody who happens to be angry working class yeah. Cincinnati fans trying to find these truckers and kill them themselves. No, it's really bad. I mean, in any case, we'll see what happens. But I but I think it's absolutely gonna happen. Here. I of course exaggerate to be clear, and I of course do not advocate. Just so oh yeah, no, no, no. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like um, you know, as you know, I told people I got put in Twitter jail the other day because I repeated I the president's words and apparently just repeating the dumb shit that that Trump Cliff has a foul sarcastic mouth, you know. way was enough for Twitter to determine I was trying to encourage someone to commit suicide. 
foul mouth cliff you and your bleach um he said hey yeah. how about you do yeah. what your guy said and try putting the bleach up your anus or try putting the the ultraviolet light up your anus yeah. i think i said it in an awful way maybe just maybe he wouldn't have been thinking that i was giving him advice well you know before we, before we move on to trump's toilet i would like to discuss a little bit about you know what do we do i mean for example you know it's a big deal as far as what canada does about this because they have shut things down there was one case which we, were, we mentioned the other day where um and there's video i saw the video but some of the truckers or their trucker allies went into a building of people that were complaining about the noise because the truckers were blaring their horns 24 hours a day. And those, you know, those, those, ah, you know, those trucker horns, imagine outside your building 24 hours straight. Well, the truckers and their allies got pissed off, went inside the building, taped the door shut with duct tape. So like the front doors open to get, you know, both doors swing open, tight, mm-hmm. taped the handles together with duct tape and set a fire to try to burn the building down and kill everybody. Um, you know, well, you've got that. know specifically who did that? Because that would seem to be an They got it on world. video, except people, of course, are you know probably it hooded and masked. But beyond yeah. just being assholes, that would seem to be attempted murder or something. That oh, I it, it's, it's terrorism. I'm not an expert in Canadian law, but I, I, I yeah. have to believe Canada has attempted murder, too. It's also terrorism <laughs> if it's tied to this protest. Yep. Yeah. But but the question then becomes, what do you do? What does Canada do? And what does America do? Canada, interestingly enough, I was reading up on this too. Pierre Trudeau, who is uh, Justin Trudeau's, who's the prime minister's father, famous. Um, he was a former pre- PM. Yeah. PM uh, back in the late 70s. It was when I was in high school. So maybe late 70s for me. Cliff was still uh, in the womb. I'm just kidding. Cliff was late 70s, in junior I, high. I would have been about six or seven. I was gonna say you were like, or you were six or seven or sixth grade. You were six. No, it's six or seven, depending okay, yes. on when in the late seventies you're talking about. Yes. So um, Cliff was going to summer camp with New York Times reporters at that point. Um, <laughs> shooting on the riflery team, by the way, learning how to uh, actually use a gun. Unlike two thirds of these guys who posed when you were them six in their belt, where they feel like they're going to shoot themselves in the dick. When um, you were six? You no, know, but when I, when I started it when I was eight. Oh, that's interesting. Oh. Yeah, that's how so, I knew that, like, if I'd ever said to somebody, hey, take a picture of me, go up ahead of me on the range, like Madison right. Cawthorn did, I would have been right. kicked off the range for the entire summer and maybe never allowed back on. Right, again. right. Um, In any case, I digress. But, uh, no, that's okay. So I, I, you were talking about the 70s when you were in high school and talking about Trudeau. Oh, yeah, it was so Pierre Trudeau. So Pierre had a uh, protest, some really – oh, it was really bad, though, because these were – mind you, this is a dip, – they're comparing this with Justin. But what he went through is it was a time of terrorism. The terrorists had kidnapped a cabinet secretary and assassinated him. I mean there was really bad shit going on, and there was a big protest. They were having shutting things down, and he just sent in the troops and, and just got them all out of there and arrested them all. You know, a lot of there were complaints about civil liberties at the time, but most Canadians were like, you know, bravo. Um, but but you could, you've got to compare it to a time of terrorism and all of that. Obviously, cabinet ministers being assassinated. But but it's interesting because that's also some of what Trudeau is facing. Is people are comparing him now to his dad and how his dad his dad was asked basically like, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? And he said, wait and see. That was his famous quote. Pierre Trudeau gave. And it's apparently one of the most famous quotes in Canadian history now from a leader, because then he did that. He just sent in the troops and got rid of them all. Um, oh, I'm sorry. They also they raided hundreds of homes. They did all sorts of things that were really questionable civil liberties, but they broke up the terrorist group and the people liked it. And anyway, so the question becomes what I long way of asking you, Cliff, since I did the lead in, you know, what do they do and what do we do? What do forget them? What do we do if they try to do the same shit here? And they will if they literally shut oh, down. Yeah, them. I think it's inevitable. I mean, they will. Know. And what do we do? What does the government do? Usually, it's the opposite. Usually, we're the pioneers. It happens 
here first, yeah. and then it comes to other countries. And they're that's pissed what Tucker Carlson said on his when he was trying to intimate it. She said, well, "Usually it goes from the U.S. to Canada, but could it happen right. this time?" Yeah, Tucker. Thanks. Is that what Trucker said? Literally, literally, yeah, um, yeah. I could play you the clip. It was literally, yeah. So, um, what do we do I mean, if they shut it down? And they literally are, are they're literally shutting down entire cities. They are. They are. Can I get all conspiratorial on you too? Yep. Can I get conspiratorial on you? Of course. Good. Um, any suspicion that this also because we know, for example, that mm-hmm. one of the reasons that the Republican Party has, as a party, become anti-vax has given unemployment benefits to people in some states who who quit their jobs because there's a vaccine mandate, which is ridiculous. Right. Who um, work encourage who, who get rid who haven't allowed people to have mask mandates. In other words, done everything in their power to get more people sick is because all they care about in the end is taking the house back in the midterm, and they want to be able to say that that Biden failed in his promise to stop the uh, to stop the pandemic. That's a plan, right? Right. Right. Well, the other thing they're going after him on, as we know, among other things, is inflation. And if you jam, jam up the supply line such that certain things aren't getting here from Canada um, and, there, and there's fewer things in the shelves, anybody who understands basic supply and demand and economics, guess what's going to happen? Right. Those, the prices of those things are going to become right. inflated and go up. Oh, you're right. So all of this helps the Republicans. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there, John. Yeah, yeah. No, I you're mean, right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> they'll do it to make economics. prices go up. They'll do it to exactly to make store so, shelves get empty. So that makes you think, of course, they'll do it here and they'll pretend it's about something else. But if they can. But they they see well, that uh, that right now we have one of the most successful overall economies we've had in 50 years. Yeah. We have an unemployment rate of 4%. It's barely anything. We just created, what did we create last month? 600 something, 500,000 something thousand jobs, 600 something thousand the yeah. month before, yeah. 400,000. I mean, we're creating, we've created more jobs in three months than Trump did. I think Trump lost right. jobs in that in his presidency, but probably right. probably more than George W. Bush created. Um you know, we've we've got um, all sorts of places hiring again. Wages are starting to go back up. I could go on with all of the great economic indicators. The one thing is, of course, when some supply lines due to COVID issues and other issues internationally create some shortages, it leads to some inflation. And, yeah, the spending by Biden probably led to a little bit of the inflation, too. Unlike them, I'll be honest. Uh, right. But I would take that trade. I don't think most of it's coming from Biden, but I would take the trade of whatever Biden added to it for what for, you know, rebuilding bridges like the one in Pittsburgh that's fucking falling in the water any right. day of the week. OK, right. do all. Of, so we've, we've gotten through all of that. They want to be able to eventually the media and they've already started to as much as they don't want to has to pivot and start covering these great economic numbers. Those right. jobs numbers did end up being covered all over the place because they were so good. Right. And if, he, if Biden keeps having month after month after month of these numbers. People are going to start feeling a fuck a lot better about the economy. Biden's approval rating is going to go way up because the economy ends up usually being the most important factor. If we're right. reopening, especially if in this in the spring and the summer, it doesn't hit us again in the fall. If there's not another variant and this stuff goes way down and people are getting back to their normal lives, there's actually a, a, re, a really good chance we could end up holding the House in the Senate. Right. right. So right. knowing that they're evil and knowing yep. all the trends I just talked about. It would make sense because they couldn't give it two fucks about our national security, as we know, about our economic security, really about anything but their power. It would make absolute sense for them to start this disruption in Canada and then bring it here and try to try to keep store shelves empty here 
such that they could then lead to more inflation here. It cre- it's actually the best of all worlds. It creates unrest. It creates – our media covers it, so it creates the appearance. There's a lot more people that are anti-vaxxers like them. And then on top of it right. all, it's the supply lines down. Right. Well, and – and so I went on I meant to there, John, but that's yeah. it was an involved theory. Tell me what you think. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree. Now, the, the way you thwart that, no, a dangerous theory, of course. And like Cliff said, because going in, it could also blow up in your face and everyone blames you for the store shelves being opened, for, blames you for the inflation, right? blames you for all of this. But they take, as we know, they'll willing to take risks. We can't even take the slightest well, risk in the world well, because they because, go for it. Right, Mitch because McConnell could have been blamed for Merrick Garland and holding him back. That never stops them. Well, and, and, a big part of the reason is because what determines whether or not you get blamed for doing something like that is how well you spin it and how well the other team counterspins. And one of the things I would argue right now Democrats should be doing, since we think this is coming and since Homeland Security is already warning it, and frankly, there's no danger in in talking about it as if it's incoming. Democrats should be saying we've got credible reports. The Republicans are already planning this. They're planning to shut down the economy. They're 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 planning. They will make inflation. By the way, you talk about the Republicans making inflation go up and then they do this. And now we had today's inflation report, but but it would have been great had we warned this and their little protest started a few days ago in the U.S. because then we'd say, look, inflation went up. But but you've got to warn people in advance and say this is what's going to happen. And then when they do it, it happens and they go, you know, Democrats said they were going to shut down cities and Democrats said it was going to lead to store shelves and it was going to lead being empty and it was going to lead to inflation. And look and looky, it did. But you've yes. got to say it. And if you don't, then after the fact, it becomes it's true. People go, well, I store shelves empty and they kind of forget it was the truckers that did it. They just think, oh, Demo- you know, Biden's bad. Any case, it all comes down to messaging, and we should be preemptively messaging on this right now. Also, because make them defend it. Let them say, well, we're not going. First of all, what are the Republicans going to say? We're not going to do that. Well, th- then they're then they're disagreeing with their grassroots. You know, the Republican base is dying to shut down the economy and do the same thing here. Of course, so they either, are. either they give a mealy mouth answer and you say, wait a minute, Senator, you're not opposed. Senator Hawley, you're not opposed to shutting down the U.S. economy. <laughs> or they no, say they I mean, are opposed to it and they've disagreed with their base. Da 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 da. Woo! Yay! Um, no, it's, this is messaging isn't easy, but it's easy sometimes. I mean, dude, first of all, messaging often is easy and we just don't do it. <sighs> and then on top of that, there are times where it isn't easy. And you know what? That's even when you need to do it more. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I know. I don't know. This is all, I mean, hey guys you ever heard your friend here cliff kind of at a loss for words because <laughs> well it just, it's just there, some, of these things are, some of these things are obvious and they fall in our lap and this would be one of them so where the, it yeah. makes it and and we're preemptively protecting ourselves at the same time we're inoculating ourselves by doing this so we're not just blaming republicans if it happens we're protecting ourselves by saying you know what they're going to make inflation you better be careful because inflation is going to go up and the store shelves are going to be empty just watch just watch. And I would say falling in your lap would be a conservative way of putting it in the old sense of conservative, not right wing hmm. radical in the sort of cautious way. It's really more like it's punching you in the face. Yeah. I mean, it's so. like, this stuff is so obvious. like Nazi yeah. punching you in the face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it's so obvious that it, it yeah. boggles the mind that yeah. it's not being done. Yep. All right. Mind is boggled. We spent way more on the truckers. We than spent we way too much time. Good, yeah, but it's, I don't think it's too much, though, because I think it's a cliff. The th- issue is exploding. It's a good example of sort of the, the newest iteration of the insurrection. No, no, no. I get it, John. absolutely will do it here. 
I'm only laugh. We'll do it live. Yeah. Sorry, do you remember that from Bill O'Reilly? No. We'll do what it live. If you don't, if you don't look it up right now, and maybe play that for people here, okay, he was okay. he was still on Inside Edition, and somebody <laughs> leaked the tape because they hated him, and they gave him something that he they gave him something to read that he got got him really pissed off, and so he started so he was like. This fucking sucks. We'll do it live because they kept giving him an outro, and he seemed to not understand what it was. Oh, hold on, I've got it here. Let me pull it up. Hold on. You have to play it for people. Okay. It's Hang too on. good because they haven't seen it. It'll be the best Tomorrow, thing they've ever seen. And that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. <laughs> do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. And <laughs> thing sucks. <laughs> That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away. And he smiles too. <laughs> and then they show, he's fake. And then they show the studio after, and he starts trashing things like throwing oh. his head down. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was before he even got the gig at Fox. Yeah. He was an absolute fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, they got some text wrong. Which yes, you know, and that happens. But exactly, like, I'll I'll say in a nice way, John. We've had some people that haven't always given us the best text for some of the ad reads we did. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't start screaming. We fucking do it live. We well, we did the, the we phone. did it live, but we didn't bitch about it. We did, but we didn't call them up on the phone and start screaming. <laughs> you fucking people, yeah. this sucks. Yeah. Because that's not what oh, normal God. humans do. Sorry, I literally, I literally that little... the ad text was like grammatically incorrect and things, and we're reading it, and we're reading it live, kind of looking at the screen, going. Oh my fucking god! The next word doesn't even make sense. And then we just started riffing, and maybe you never knew. Oh. Who knew? Who knew? I, uh, two things here because yeah. we have to. We get do back it alive. Because we're gonna have to get back to what we're talking about. Yes. One. Yes. Um, John obviously said something that reminded me, reminded me of that. We'll do it. Hmm. I don't know what he said, but it, yep. it's something that put that in my head. But here, for everyone to appreciate the the sort of ubiquitousness of the internet and everything these days, um, I was reminded of that because my twelve year old son saw it. Oh, funny. Because, oh, that is funny. Because, and you can think I'm a bad parent if you That's want. Funny. But, but I grew up in New York. Like, my kids saying racist things or saying things about people's anatomy, nuh-uh. But right. saying, fuck, shit, I don't care about that stuff. Right. It's the intent behind words that matters. Right. Not the, so right. my kid, I let my kid sometimes watch The Family Guy, and he was watching it. Oh. And they had a whole segment right. where Stewie pretended to be Bill O'Reilly. Oh, that would and, be perfect. And he he should watch that one with Stewie do it like do it we'll do it live so and it could you you mean Stewie yeah just a little yeah we'll do it Stewie live Griffin, we'll like do it the live baby. Yes. the baby yeah, yeah. yeah with the British accent all pissed off probably had more hair than Bill O'Reilly oh god that's funny um, all right let's switch to topic me, number two really um, Bill I, a, a serial sexual yeah. harasser and assaulter so he can fuck yeah. himself so okay. topic number um, two is Trump's toilet um let me do the leading because you've got a lot of stuff on this to throw you've got a lot of the details no pun intended. Of the exactly a lot of stuff to throw in because we, Cliff and I were talking about it this morning, and there's really a much larger issue that this story uh, makes us worry about, which Cliff will jump into. The story is Maggie Haberman has a new book coming out called Confidence Man, which I actually forgot that con man means confidence man, doesn't it? Yeah, kind that's of, where I the forgot, phrase, I, mean, I, I, I forget that sometimes too. That's where it originally comes from because yeah. somebody who you trust, yeah. Well, because also I think you think of con and convict nowadays and things like that and con True. conning conning somebody, but I don't man, think I mean, somebody confident. comes in and they, they have so much belief in themselves. Think of like the monorail. No, it wasn't the monorail. That was the that was the Simpsons hmm. parody. The uh oh. <laughs> I was gonna say what monorail. <laughs> what am I thinking of? 
We've got trouble in River City. Come on, help well, me. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. I don't know. Old play. Oh, oh Music Man. Okay. Don't know. Thank You're it. gayer than I am, so I, that's why you understand that, but I don't. Um, I am, uh, or perhaps I'm not, but I grew up with, like, not even, not 60s parents, but 50s parents right. who didn't, like, play me the Beatles and stuff. New York show tunes. They played me the Frank Sinatra and the Tony Bennett and the show tunes and that kind of stuff. Yep. Which, by the way, I still like the Sinatra, so I'm, I'm good with that. Oh, I like Sinatra, too. So the Maggie Haberman story is, in her new book, that uh, White House sources tell her that the White House staffs, who were, were assuming it's the cleaning staff, the maintenance staff, whatever, would find Trump's toilet backed up because he had jammed papers down it trying to flush paper, like actual notebook paper, stuff like that. Um no word on whether they pull. I mean, it was funny on CNN this morning. They were saying they should have pulled the paper out and tried to dry it. But of course, how fucking disgusting. Like you've got his poop paper, his pee paper. Um, the, the, the issue became, of course, that, you know, this gets rather interesting because we all knew that Trump and Cliff will get into the larger other ramifications and other issues related to this. But we all knew that Trump would 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 tear up documents and things like that. And mind you, the spin was, well, he would always do that. He'd finish a document. and He'd rip it up. Okay, maybe I don't buy it, but maybe, right? Maybe he's got a habit of ripping things up because his big CEO, that's what the big tough CEO did. But the only reason you flush actual notes down a toilet is because you committed a crime and are hiding them. There's no good reason you would flush actual paper notes down a toilet. None. Right. But there's None. also, there's, there's so many aspects of this, right? Because this came out, no pun intended, I'm going to say it for everything we say. Yeah. Um, but this, we, we learned about this, and I, I didn't even know that was from Maggie Haberman's book. Maybe yeah. the other revelations were too. I don't know, because over the last four days, we've learned that oh, he had burned bags. Well, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that. Documents in these bags and burned right. them to also eliminate right. them. Right. We learned that he actually tore up, and I'm not kidding you, there, was that, there are stories mm-hmm. on this, go look it up, ate some of them um, so that people could not. So that so that they would not so he ate them and I guess he, he really that's did another that's way. what he said oh god yes so that's another way he put them in the toilet by eating right. them and then right. you know right. um, and then the final one which is the National Archives coming mm-hmm. out and claiming that there were certain documents pertinent to national security that he had mm-hmm. he had removed and taken yes. to Mar-a-Lago as opposed yes. to putting them there where he was supposed to take them yep. So there have now been about four different stories from the eating to the burning to the toileting to the removing national security stuff mm-hmm. of this guy illegally handling documents. Yep. As far as we know, he didn't have he, – I don't think he did it with his own email server, so it was only worthy of page 815 in the New York Times. Yep. Um, and liter- literally page 15 is where the story is on today. Yeah, no, no. I mean it's, it was 815. I'm, I'm yeah. sure yeah. of it. No, you um, weren't exaggerating. That is true. Correct. Right. Um, and so the thing that is, again, endlessly, endlessly frustrating for those of us who say, A, the mainstream media, mostly with some exceptions, absolutely sucks at its job of, of covering uh, politics and, and letting regular people understand who, are, who, you know, what's really going on, who they can really trust, you know, who really stands up for certain issues, whatever your beliefs are and that kind of thing. But it's also a reminder um, of, again, the failure on the left to create enough infrastructure of our own media of our own to make sure that these things are out there constantly when the main to, to rely on the mainstream media to give these things the coverage they need, right. as opposed to, to people that will just be honest and do it. That, that fails us too. But let, okay. Right. So those are two things I take from this, but let me go to a broader 
part of this. Um, the, should I do the funny part first or the serious part first? Yeah, do funny first. We could use a break. Okay. So, so what you might find is the funny part of this is you may remember <laughs> that <clears throat> during the during the Trump presidency, he literally out of nowhere. The man's a weird fucking guy, okay? I mean, beyond everything else, Trump is a weird guy. Yeah, yeah. But, like, we'd all be like, why is he completely obsessed with talking about water bowl pressure, toilet bowl pressure? Oh, because he like, kept complaining. Right, he kept saying, yeah. oh, my God, we're going to fix the water pressure. It was like, are you polling and finding out something no, none of the rest of us yeah, know his about? showers and the – remember he said you had, to, what you, you had to flush the toilet multiple times? Right, like nobody yeah. was asking for this. yeah. yeah. Um, but he will not, he would not shut up about it. Yeah. And so I, I found one of these December 6, 2019. Mm. Um, I don't know. Can I play it from this end and people hear it, John? Um, oh, actually, yeah, in principle, in principle, because you're, you're recording Cliff's, uh, ear pods, whatever they're called kind of died. So he's recording. Let's just try it. Right, just play it. And I'll let you know if I can hear it. Just put it up loud. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Situation where we're looking very strong. Yes. Sinks and showers and other elements of bathrooms where you turn the faucet on in areas where there's tremendous amounts of water, where the water rushes out to sea because you could never handle it. And you don't get any water. You turn on the faucet, you don't get any water. They take a shower and water comes dripping out. It's dripping out, very quietly dripping out. People are flushing toilets 10 times, 15 times, as opposed to once. They end up using more water. So EPA oh is God. looking at that very strongly. Okay, I thought that was enough. That's, that is wild. Not only literally flushing two ten again, times. Again, yeah. again, guys, this is ABC Jesus News, Christ. December six, two thousand nineteen. Just in case anybody thinks I'm where I'm pulling this from, and to be very clear, it's it, it, anybody who you know uses a bathroom. So I'm going to assume most of us listening to this don't live in tree houses. Um, if there's a problem, the pipes are connected. If there's an issue where you're trying to flush something and things are getting stuffed up, or if it's sometimes like you flush the toilet and the water gets really hot in the shower, right. there's no knowing if by the fact that this guy was dumping way too much crap in this toilet, no pun intended, and trying to flush right. it, was also then allow, making it so that his shower would not <laughs> would not turn on properly and yeah. the faucets would not. I mean, it just... It was funny and weird and just whatever at the time. And now the context that can, is, is provided yeah. makes it even more weird. Yeah. Okay. So that's well, the so funnier you're going, why did you flush the toilet 10 times? That's what happened. I mean, when yeah. you dump a bag full of documents in the toilet, yeah. you may have to flush it 10 times. Yeah. That's the way, that's the way it works. Okay. So that's wow. the, that's the, the, yeah. the, you know, that's the funnier part. Here's the more serious part, which is, Again, he took documents out of the White House without, you know, and burned them without any wow. sort of uh, and destroyed. Everything them. is, by the way, everything's a confession, Cliff. Remember, everything they complain about is about mm-hmm. something they've projection, done. Baby, yeah. Projection, baby, projection. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, we, in the end, a combination of WikiLeaks, the Russians, Donald Trump and Fox and other right-wing agitators – um, you know, we talked about this in the podcast the other day, whether we could Send ever me know. a copy of that video, by the way. I will. Whether we could ever know if Hillary won, truly won in 16 or not. Right. Um, you add everything that went on, you know, with all that stuff. And then the Comey, you know, announcement a few days before. And the New York Times chose to literally cover its front page yeah. with yeah. something that was a nothing. 
Yeah. That is there a chance by using her private server that she could have sent out a couple documents that had national security implications? Yes. Was it wrong of her to do and a stupid thing to do? Absolutely. Was it something that that if you do a word bubble where the words in, you know they that they do with the words increase by the size by how much the media talks about it? Right. Emails is like three times the size of anything else because they wouldn't shut the fuck up about it and they kept putting it in the right. front page. It was ridiculous. Now let me let me give you this. Not only was this only on page. A15. But you'd think for people that believe in media and believe in telling stories for a living, so to enlighten people, which means providing context, seeing patterns. I'm just going to read this to you. And this is actually also a few years old, two years old. This here is the from the business inside of the nine times Trump and people around him have put national security at risk. Um, a top U.S. diplomat revealed this week that his staffer overheard a loud phone conversation between Gordon Sondland. Remember him? The U.S.'s ambassador to EU and President Donald Trump at a restaurant oh, in that's Kiev. Right, the guy, yeah, that's right. Go at on. a yeah, fucking yeah. restaurant in Kiev. If you don't think the Russians were listening to that, all sorts of things I'm ready to sell you guys. Um, right. Then there's the – the uh, let's go to the next one. Trump famously didn't use a secure phone to tweet until months into his presidency. He was using his phone in there, tweeting all sorts of stuff. It could easily be hacked. Uh, This is another fun one. His primary residence at Mar-a-Lago in in Palm Beach. Uh, In one instance, a paying member of the club took a photo of Trump being briefed on North Korea and posted it to Facebook. That's right. That's right. All his guests at Mar-a-Lago were sitting there while he was going through national. He was getting briefed by an intelligence guy behind him. Yeah. 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 Another time, Trump tweeted out a photo from a classified briefing in August that likely created a goldmine for foreign intelligence looking to gauge the U.S.'s satellite capabilities. That one I forgot. August of 2019. During a May 2017, you'll remember this one, meeting in the Oval Office, that was with Lavrov, known Russian spy. Trump divulged classified information the U.S. received from Israel to two senior Russian officials, and it may have compromised an Israeli op and ISIS and gotten people killed. Um, Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, frequently butt-dialed journalists, including this report, the guy wrote this, mm-hmm. overheard discussing everywhere from where to have lunch to needing more money for his overseas dealings in, the, in Ukraine. <laughs> um, and then it goes into, obviously, Trump, you know, the stuff he did, the pri- Trump's private conversations with Putin where they kicked out the, the uh, translator so nobody knew what they were talking about. I mean, they yeah. made yeah. literally a habit of constantly compromising our national security constantly. Yep. And on top of all of that, there's another article I pulled up from the AP and this was on all the various times that the, that uh, Trump team overruled 25 clearance denials. Officials say these are all the times people who were trying to get top level security clearance were, were had enough shady shit in their past that they absolutely should not have gotten that. John had to go through certain stuff, I'm sure, for his thing. When I did some things for the Commerce Department, the State Department, I had to go through some of this kind of stuff. There's different levels. But, I mean, Jared Jared Kushner was rejected multiple times. Michael Flynn, Rob yeah. Porter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you can go yeah. through the names here. Oh, Ivanka. You know, I yeah. mean, again and again, what would happen is the people that are professionals of this would say, these are people that either either are uh, if they're not compromised, they're, they may be they're not careful about things. They can be listened into. They can be whatever. And that White House overruled twenty five different times. Like you couldn't find an administration more cavalier about our national security if you fucking right. tried. Right. 
But this but, is on page, but with all yeah. that context, this is where I'll sum this up. With yeah. all that context and what we just found out that the National Archives said about him removing this stuff to Mar-a-Lago, remember Mar-a-Lago, with lax security where we've got North Korean briefings being held in front of people. He's now also got some of these documents. Um, the New York Times thinks that all that context in this thing itself, it's worthy of, of page A15. And right yeah. now, right yeah. there, I have summarized for you why yeah. one of the reasons why this country is in the fucking situation. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, we, yeah. Do, 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 do. yeah. No, and they can't, and they can't figure out that this is part of some larger issue. You know, I mean, well, whether like, it's from part of some larger and, issue of nefariousness, or whether it's from larger issue of these are the most incompetent, stupid fucks in the world, and I think it's obviously a combination of both because right. he's flushing things and trying to destroy things. So clearly, there's nefariousness there, but there's also just his lack sort of. Hey, I'm just going to tweet out on my phone because I feel like it. Yeah, um, you know. The combination of those two things. And he kept doing it. Constant theme. Yeah. Should have been messaged by Democrats constantly, should have been written by the media constantly, and should have destroyed him. And right. of course it did not. And, and just again, I hate playing this game. Just imagine Biden, imagine Clinton, imagine right. Barack Obama doing any not not all of that, just like right. any two of those things. Right. Right. So I mean, uh. if they don't make this an issue if and when this jackass tries to run for president again, I swear. Well, I mean, they can try, but you know, you know how this goes. Well, but you know how it goes too, which is like the media needs to cover it, sure, but we also know as Democrats that there you can't succeed a lot of the time. But sometimes you can force them to cover stuff by fucking talking about it. Oh yes, no, no, it's our job to do it. But it's just it's it's kind of amazing because especially on the, I mean, on this national security stuff, it's God, I mean, the number and again, Hillary's thing wasn't a national security threat, but by the way, Benghazi also wasn't a big deal either. I'm happy to say it pisses everybody off on their side. Fine. In the grand scheme of things, wasn't that big a deal. <laughs> it was a tra- terrible tragedy, but it didn't exactly rank rank among the top tragedies meriting 13 hearings. And the same yeah. thing with this cre- crap in reverse, though. The numbers of times this guy violated national security, especially as president, the secrets he let loose. And again, again, you know, it's not like we branded him this way, Cliff, not you and me, but you know, again, Democrats don't talk about it. I, I just, right. God, the, we don't brand him with anything. Brandon. No, we don't, we don't believe in it for some reason. Yeah. Um, and again, like it, it's, Whatever. it's just a matter of, of, uh, you know, us sort of constantly reminding, constantly talking about it. It's probably also the thing mm-hmm. as we know, and if you, if people know that politics is psychological warfare and Trump may be the most weak person psychologically alive, but certainly right. to have run for and been president, it's so easy if you kept bringing these kinds of things up and saying, he, yeah. he, you know, he might as well be a mole for Russia. Yeah. He might as well be a mole for China. Yeah. He might as well, like, it would make him lose his fucking mind. Oh, actually, Cliff, we dropped the Russia stuff. You know what I mean? The Republicans made it so that, you know, Democrats were afraid to bring up Russia because they're oh, the, the false Russia probe. They ought to be. I mean, we should have been constantly hitting with that. Again, after the Don Jr., I love it. You know, we should have been hitting him nonstop on the Russia stuff. Still and gone. Oh, no, no, no. Just keep reminding people because it is creepy as hell. All this ties to Russia and all this crap right. he did. But, you know, you know. So I don't know. There we go. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see if there's any more coverage. Uh, I'm not going to claim that I'm going to be optimistic about it. Um, I, I'm, I'm just going to do what I always do, which is remain well, hopeful. <laughs> and, and again, 
part of the problem with the media stuff is that, you know, as I've said, people don't like it, but you know, it's your job. It's our job to make the media do their job. And it shouldn't have to be. No, it shouldn't. I'm not saying this to you, but to all the winders out there, whenever I talk about this, it's not our job. Well, unfortunately, it is our job, whether we like it or not. Right. I only have problems with it right? when people try to make that like they're mutually exclusive, which they are not. No, We're responsible. No. It is our faults for not talking about it. Yes. The media is also responsible yes. for, for not doing their goddamn jobs, which which is which in yes. any democracy, they should understand what the fuck it is they're there for. And hold them responsible for it. But when push comes to shove, don't just sit there and say, well, they ought to be covering it. Figure out a way to make them cover it. That's what the Republicans right. do. The Republicans figure out a way to make them cover it, and they do. You know, so just so you guys know, yeah. because I feel like also I want to provide you the context of Trump's bathroom um, for great moments in, hmm. in bathroom history. Right. You had 1851, where Millard Fillmore installed the first modern bathtub in the White House. There you go. You had, I don't know what year, but the early 20th century where a guy from my town here, which a lot of stuff is named after, William Howard Taft, got stuck in the bathtub. He weighed really? over 300 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's in a, it, the, the bathtub itself is in a museum here I've been Scary, to. But yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's the infamous uh, Lyndon Johnson, who used to dictate things to his aides while he was pooping and make them come into oh. the bathroom. Oh, Churchill did something like that, too. I think he I was think like that, naked um, and it's I think weird. that LBJ yeah. actually did that to intimidate them. Yeah. I think he did it. I think that that was his way of like, yeah, I'll shit in front of you and you're going to have to write down what I that's say. Horrible. Yeah, that's it, it's, horrible. It makes me want to puke listening to it. But yeah, I thought I'd try to end on a semi funny note. Uh, <laughs> Great moments in White House bathing and poop. Yeah. Um, there you go, guys. So, oh, that was it. I'm sorry. I thought you meant there was something well, I don't coming. Have else. I don't have anything it. else unless you do. <laughs> nope, that was it. Um, all right. Well, that was pretty good. Actually, we did hit the two top. That was the two topics we wanted to do a deep dive on each. We did. Um, oh, and I've, why is my thing still ringing? I don't know. Because people like you, John. People, people like really me. like you. They like me. They like me. Actually, that was just Best Buy. Best Buy texting me. Um, they still exist. I still buy stuff occasionally from them. Who knew? Who knew? Would have never thought of it, but sometimes they do have good deals, and over a certain amount, they ship for free, and it's like one day shipping or something crazy. So, who knew? We're not doing an ad for Best Buy unless they pay us. <laughs> They're not. But I was surprised. Okay, we'll let that go. All right, um, that's it. We talk next week. Yeah, I believe we do. Unless there's something else I'm missing. Nope. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of things we're missing, but we wanted to do like a good, healthy hour, and again, hit too many topics, and we did. So, all right, guys, we'll see you next week then. Take care, guys. Good talking to you as always, and have a good weekend. Warm weekend. At least here out east. Yay. Finally warm. 60 today, I think. Something crazy like that. Anyway. All right. Bye.